ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Clear My Skin podcast. This podcast is dedicated to research practices and experiences that aim to help clear one's skin of skin conditions such as acne, but in a more natural way. I share loads of nutrition facts, findings about cosmetics and procedures, and in general, different themes that will help you clear your skin in a natural way. Before we move forward, an important disclaimer I have to make is that I'm not a doctor of any sort, and I'm not a nutritionist, and I'm not a beautician. I'm just someone who's been struggling with acne for more than 10 years without any success of curing it with traditional methods. This episode is dedicated to what are probiotics and how you can use them to fight inflammation and acne. That is a topic that I think a lot of people out there will find interesting, even even if you're not suffering from acne, because probiotics are great for pretty much any person, and they can be a great addition, even a great natural addition to your diet. So let's get into it. So now let's start with the big question first. For those of you who are not familiar with probiotics, I want to start with covering what are probiotics and how do they relate to gut health. I'm not jumping right into how do probiotics relate to acne because it's first, I think, important to actually cover what probiotics are. How are they connected to gut health? Because gut health has been found to be very much linked to also our skin health. Then I want to move into how can probiotics affect your acne in a positive way. And last but definitely not least, I am going to cover what type of probiotics can you take to start improving your acne already. So first things first, we first have to kind of talk a little bit about what are probiotics and how they relate to your gut health. The thing is that probiotics are actually live microorganisms that provide health benefits when consumed, generally by improving or restoring the gut flora. They're good for the digestive system and they're good for our gut. And our gut, if you didn't know, is made up of a lot of different bacteria that regulates our bodies, specifically our immune system as well, which is a very important one because there has been so much research lately that up to, I think, even 80% of our immune system is technically hosted in our gut. And there's just so much out there when it comes to immune system and gut health and microbiome. But basically with probiotics, we're introducing more of the good bacteria into our gut that's supposed to help us with regulating our digestive system and our health overall. So the thing is that probiotics and acne have been long linked, and it's been stated in multiple research papers out there that there is an actual evidence that probiotics can reduce inflammation in the body and as a consequence, reduce acne. So at the basic science level, probiotics have been shown to, di shown to directly inhibit the P. acne's bacteria, so the type of bacteria that actually causes acne through the production of antibacterial proteins. So that is a big revelation already because probiotics can be taken orally and topically, but I'm going to get into that in a second. So how does this all work? You're probably asking yourself. Well, the thing is that the gut is largely where your immune system is hosted, like we just mentioned. And the gastrointestinal tract houses the largest reservoir of commensal bacteria and acts as the body's largest immune organ. So as I already kind of briefly touched upon, there's just so much information out there when it comes to the gut microbiome and gut health in general. 
how it affects our immune system, how it can be so impactful when it comes to disease, the cause or the getting rid of disease, and how our whole body can function so much better when our gut microbiome is in check. I'm not going to go into detail on this episode about this topic, but I find it so, so fascinating that I will most probably do another episode specifically dedicated to this on this podcast somewhat soon. So keep an eye on that. Anyways, going back to probiotics. So they are assumed to be able to modulate gene expression and cellular differentiation of the immune system. That is a very complicated scientific lingo for basically saying that probiotics can have such a massive impact on our bodies and they can be very powerful in guiding us to a healthier version of ourselves. Evidence suggests that chronic inflammation and gut microbiota imbalance contributes to a range of various diseases and while some of them can be very, very serious like diabetes and even more serious than that, one of the diseases that chronic inflammation is very much linked to is acne. If you go to Google Scholar, my favorite place lately for finding out different types of research, you can find that there's a lot of information out there that shows the connection between the gut microbiome and the skin in a person. This whole thing here makes a point that if there's a disturbance in your gut microbiome, your immune system becomes less stable. And as a consequence, it can't respond to certain environmental factors as well as it's expected to. So for example, we don't even have to necessarily talk about disease and big diseases in the long run, because you could be having this chronic low-level body inflammation at all times, and the immune system is actually not able to fight it off as well as we would normally expect it to. So in return, you actually get different types of symptoms such as acne. And remember, again, acne is a symptom to this. So probiotics can ideally, well, in that reality, probiotics can help with this chronic low-level body inflammation and they can positively contribute to your immune regulation. Research has already found that to be true, and that is very exciting because it's another very promising step towards trying to find not only the cause for acne, like the pathogenesis for acne, but at the same time, it's a very promising step in the direction of we can really help ourselves with our acne symptoms if we look towards internally in a more natural way that we can heal acne. So that's, I think really freaking cool. That's why when we're talking of chronic acne, especially in adults, I think we really need to take a good look and think of where the vicious cycle might actually start, which is really our gut. In my head, and I think based on all of the research that I've consumed, it goes something like this. First, there's some sort of an interference in the gut microbiome and its healthy environment of good and bad bacteria, their balance, and how everything interacts in there. Then, your immune system, as a consequence, starts to perform less and less well. So then as a consequence to that, the chronic inflammation takes place and the immune system cannot fight it off as well as we would expect it to because suddenly it becomes something that keeps on going and going and going. And to a certain extent, I guess your body adjusts to that low-level chronic inflammation. And then the inflammation starts to spread to different organs in the body like the skin. And there we go, let's say the top of the cycle where acne appears and then it continues and continues and continues. And it's a vicious, vicious cycle. So basically, when we talk about the gut-brain-skin axis, oral probiotics exert their effect on the skin through various potential mechanisms, including reduction of systematic inflammation and influence on absorption. So if we are able to take the right type of probiotics in the right amounts, 
we can very, very much help ourselves with different acne conditions and different acne symptoms. And let's not forget that something like issues with the gut microbiome can also affect our hormones quite significantly. So for example, if you think about it, the gut microbiome and the immune system are largely impacted by our diet. So basically what we eat. When we don't eat the right foods, chronic inflammation takes place, and as a result, our hormones can go crazy. So, of course, acne happens. It's all really tied to one another, in my opinion, and that's why we just need to be so much more aware of it. I think in the long run, it often makes sense to evaluate and be very vigilant with your diet, rather than just expect to take pills to just treat a symptom. So I need to be very clear on this, that when I talk about probiotics and acne, what I mean is that probiotics can be a great addition to your natural path of trying to you know clear your skin and fight off acne for good i don't actually think that if you just introduce a few pills that are probiotic pills even if they're very high quality ones into your diet for example suddenly you are going to get rid of acne and to build up on that if you what i mean by you need to become very vigilant with your diet is that finding the right foods and the right diet for you is so important because you can take all the probiotics in the world and it could have some sort of a positive effect on your gut and your acne for that matter. But if you keep on eating badly and if you have a shitty diet, this is not going to fix the problem, right? So when we think about probiotics, I think the biggest thing to take away from that is not only the fact that they can be a great step towards continuous improvement for your acne symptoms, we also just need to see them as something that could be very good for your diet. And we just need to keep on thinking about good health. Good health equals to a very big extent skin health. And while we're on the same topic, I think I want to take a minute and just kind of, for the ladies out there, make a little note. So when we talk about acne and inflammation, it's worth mentioning that any form of PCOS is one of the most common reasons for adult acne. So this diagnosis also suggests that women with such a condition are predisposed to a chronic inflammation state in the body, however mild that might be, by the way. So actually not eating a well-balanced diet that favors the gut can set off the inflammation make acne worse. So again, it all boils down to what you eat and gut health. And there's also a lot of material out there that would suggest that probiotics can be a nice addition to a diet of someone who is already struggling with PCOS. So be mindful of that and hopefully that's something that can actually really help you with your PCOS symptoms as well. So now we move on to the second section of this episode and I want to talk a little bit about how can probiotics directly affect your acne in a positive way. So the simple answer to this is that you just need to implement them to your life, orally and even topically. First, I want to tackle topically because this is not really going to be the focus of this episode. Probiotics on a topical level could be actually very beneficial as well. However, briefly mentioning it that when speaking of topical probiotics, they can be very beneficial, yes. Clinically, the topical application of probiotics has also been shown to modify the barrier function of the skin with a secondary increase in antimicrobial properties of the skin. So by decreasing the counts of the P. acnes, and if you remember, those are the type of bacteria that cause the acne. So when we decrease the, the count of that bacteria on the surface of the skin, probiotics target one factor contributing to acne formation. So if you take probiotics not only orally, but you also take them topically, you can fight off the 
to some extent the existence of this bacteria on your skin. So by inducing the production of healthy ceramides, this type of topical probiotic can help restore healthy fats, which in return can benefit acne directly and counter common side effects resulting from acne therapies. And by counter common side effects resulting from acne therapies, I also mean very harsh cleansers, very harsh creams in case you're using something like benzoyl peroxide for your skin, which by the way, I am very much not a fan of. You know, all of these different types of treatments can have such a severe impact on the skin, different layers of the skin, by the way, we're not only talking about the top layers. So it's very important to just kind of think about regeneration. So our goal is even on the topical level, it's not just to kind of like kill off that bacteria, but it's also all about regenerating the skin just in, on different levels. And I think one quick tip that I can give you here is that there's a lot of people um, out there who have basically preached about the um, positive effects they've had from DIY masks with probiotic foods. One that I've also particularly have had a good experience with and I've tried out myself several times is DIY mask with kefir. And that one is a very popular choice. That is K-E-F-I-R. It's the R, it's the milk product basically that is very rich in probiotics. So you can just Google online DIY masks for acne with kefir. And uh, you're probably going to find a lot of good things out there. One last thing to mention here when it comes to um, the topical treatment with probiotics on acne skin is that probiotics shouldn't be mistaken with prebiotics. So prebiotics are actually very, very, they can be very beneficial for the skin. But that's a whole separate topic, however. The prebiotics and the probiotics, the difference is that with the prebiotics, they're very good for the skin, but they're not actual life organisms in the sense that probiotics are. We come to the essence of this episode, which is the fact that taking probiotics orally can be the real game changer. It all goes back to the fact that introducing good bacteria into your gut can really make a huge difference for your overall body health, including your skin and your acne. So just to give you a quick example, if you're really curious to check out what type of effect, uh, you know, taking a probiotic supplement even can have on your acne. I recommend you Google this research that was conducted by the physician Robert H. Cyber and Cyber is spelled S-I-V-E-R. He conducted that uh, like a clinical trial that wanted to evaluate effects of probiotics on acne and it, the whole study was done in the 1960s. So basically he studied the effects of an oral commercially available probiotic that was consisting of L. acidophilus, which is a type of probiotic bacteria, next to L. bulgaricus, which is a very, very popular and very effective probiotic bacteria. And he tested that in 300 patients. I think the specific study that you are looking for is by uh, Bowie, B-O-W-E, in 2014. I think this is where the, the study was actually summarized, the one from the 60s. While the regimen that this Robert Cyber guy prescribed was relatively unconventional, consisting of oral probiotics for eight days, followed by a two-week break, then repeated, he observed that 80% of patients had some improvement primarily in the inflammatory lesions of acne on the face. Guys, that is very, very big. Like it might sound like a lot of 
scientific mumbo jumbo, but the fact is that he tested that these people who had acne struggles, significant one, and that what's gonna happen if I get a bunch of people in a room, give them a certain commercially available probiotic. That was 300 people, mind you. And then I make them do this probiotic regimen for eight days. And then they would repeat after a two-week break. Holy moly, 80% of these people, 80% of 300 people had some sort of significant improvement primarily in inflammatory lesions. So there's definitely an established connection between probiotics and acne. This is why it's worth also to do your own research, but it's even more worth to experiment yourself. Of course, make sure to consult with a physician and your doctor if you are not very certain in what you can do and how much you can do of, but I would definitely say that this is something that you can look into. And now we get to the fun part. What type of probiotics can you actually take to start improving your acne? The thing is that, as I already mentioned, like I'm focusing on the oral ingestion of probiotics in this episode. And while there are plenty of commercially available probiotic tablets out there that you can do some research online as well to find the most high quality suitable ones, I am more of a fan of ingesting probiotics through food because after all, I'm really trying to like get the balance in a natural way. In case you want to start with tablets instead, you can look for clean probiotics that ideally contain the bacteria L. bulgaricus online and just see what's out there and research a little bit more on tablets because I haven't done probiotic tablets myself just yet. I am planning to potentially experiment with this in the future and I'll definitely thoroughly document the whole experience. However, um, for now, if you are jumping on the probiotic Uh, commercially available tablets, you should definitely do your own researchers and even possibly consult with a doctor if you're not really certain of what you're doing. Another thing to mention is if you are about to get some of those, you should do your research on how to take them appropriately. So how much can you take per day? How much of a break you need to take? It's not as easy as just I'm going to get some pills and start to um, take them. And as I already mentioned, a great way to introduce probiotics into your daily life is to start with foods. Yum, yum, yum. Now I'm going to go over a list here that will help you get some of these delicious additions straight to your diet. A little disclaimer is that you might start pooping more and better as a result. So just so you know, you know, take your time and then thank me later for this. Basically, the idea is that when you want to take probiotic foods, um, you need to look for fermented foods and drinks. And no, when we talk of fermented foods and drinks, wine does not count. There are actually no live organisms in it that can be counted as probiotics. Here we go. A short little list that's going to help you first with the foods that you can start introducing into your life. The first one is if you're not lactose intolerant or if you're not avoiding dairy, given that a lot of people who have acne are avoiding dairy, but if you do not have a problem with dairy, you can start with one of the best sources for probiotics, that is Bulgarian yogurt. And the reason why I'm saying Bulgarian yogurt is not only because I'm Bulgarian myself, yes, but because the Bulgarian yogurt normally contains a very specific bacteria, the L. bulgaricus one, which I've already mentioned, which has been found 
to be super, super, super effective in probiotics. And there's a lot of, I think, commercially available tablets out there which contain albulgaricus. And it's a great one for a reason. And just traditional yogurt most probably doesn't have it. So it's important to look at your label. While we are on the lacto train, you can actually get some kefir. I just mentioned it a few minutes ago when we, when we were talking about at-home do-it-yourself masks. And while it can be great uh, as a probiotic for your face on a topical level, it can also be super, super awesome if you decide to ingest it orally and you can introduce it into your diet. Um, and it's super delicious as well. So I think you're definitely going to want to try it if you haven't already. Another one on this list is kimchi. Kimchi is an Asian dish and you can get from a lot of supermarkets in jars. I think it has like a sour, sweet-ish kind of taste and it's basically fermented vegetables, but it can go a long way to helping you with probiotics. Then, oh my god, a personal favorite wine of mine is sauerkraut or in other words cabbage i have recently become obsessed with sauerkraut juice sauerkraut juice is pinkish and it's amazing i have been getting my daily dose of sauerkraut juice from one of our aunts who is making her own sauerkraut juice and that's why i know that it's a hundred percent awesome and pure and i'm actually not sure if you can get sauerkraut juice in different stores i don't think that they are very much widely available in supermarkets but if you do get your hands on some or even if you decide to make your own which i'm sure you can actually do that you just need basically sauerkraut slash cabbage um, if you make your own juice what i do is that um every day i would drink a few shots of the sauerkraut juice before or after every meal so for example normally i would have about two bigger meals throughout the day and I would take the shot of it of the sauerkraut juice around the meals. And guys, believe me, that thing has changed my life because A, it's just delicious, B, it's so good for you, and C, it makes your digestive system very happy, and I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to move on. <laughs> Another one on this list is kombucha. I haven't actually drank that much kombucha in my life and it wasn't up until up until recently when I started getting into probiotics that I tried kombucha. It's first of all so delicious and it's mostly non-alcoholic because it's fermented. There might be some low percentage level of alcohol but it's honestly not that bad. It's not like actual beer or vodka or whiskey or something like that. So I think the one important thing to keep in mind is that when buying kombucha from the store, you should first do your research online and see exactly what to look for on the label because I remember reading that some kombuchas are, they have the taste of kombucha and they're technically kombucha, but they don't have the live organisms in them. So they don't have the probiotics. So it's important to look for a pure one or even I've had friends who have done well, who have created their own kombucha. The only thing that you need is just this like, I don't know how you call it. I think it's a livestock or just like the live blob of organisms, like the live starter. Yes, with sourdough bread, you call it a starter. So you need a starter as well for kombucha and you can actually make it yourself. And I don't think that it's so difficult. I'm probably going to try that myself in the future because it is a delicious drink. The next one on the list with the probiotic foods that you can start eating more of 
is pickles. And I really hope that you love pickles because I love pickles. Pickles are a great resource of probiotics as well because, again, they've been technically fermented. However, it is important to note that pickles made with vinegar do not contain live probiotics. So whenever you're at the store and you want to get some pickles off the shelf, and if you're getting them, of course, for the probiotic reasons, make sure to look at the label and see if it contains vinegar in any way. I think that most often than not, they're obligated to write if there's vinegar inside or if they've been made with vinegar, so you should be safe on that one. However, uh, I'm not sure if every company is so conscious that, you know, they include every single little ingredient. So in case you do not trust necessarily the store-bought pickles, you can also go the route of kombucha and other foods and make it yourself because, again, apparently making your own probiotic-rich pickles is not that difficult and it might be a great addition to your cv i don't know just you know spitting ideas out there next on the line is tempeh so on this list my next food that is a very probiotic rich is tempeh tempeh can be mixed into a lot of different foods it's not something that i've eaten often that much in the past but that's also because i didn't know that it had a lot of probiotic properties so um I am definitely jumping on the tempeh train because it is delicious and you can buy it pretty much in any store. And I, again, I would definitely say look for the more organic stuff. Next on the list of probiotic foods is drumroll sourdough bread. So sourdough bread is a very interesting one as well because... Sourdough bread is made differently than normal bread. And that's also because you can make sourdough bread with a starter, similarly to kombucha. So if you do want to have um, sourdough bread, you need to go to the bakery and specifically tell them that you want sourdough bread. Because I think even once baked, it's not like I personally, I'm not a bread expert. Like if I, if I go to a bakery, I will not be able to differentiate between normal bread and sourdough bread probably because again I have not eaten a lot of sourdough bread in my life because I did not know it was so probiotic rich however there's also the other route that you can take and make your own sourdough bread at home I know that it's a bit of a hassle in the sense that first you need the starter and then you need to bake it a certain way but I know that it's very rewarding and um, I know someone that has even their own little oven at home that they can create sourdough bread in and apparently um, they do it often and it's very delicious so if you are on a low glycemic diet specifically by the way that is a good important note to make if you're in a low glycemic diet which is typically recommended for people um, having either insulin resistance or struggling with insulin resistance or having acne issues um, sourdough bread is very low glycemic uh, friendly and it can be a great addition if you don't want to give up bread on your diet because typical normal um, white wheat flour bread can be very eh, can be quite problematic on such a diet so I would definitely say swap them for um, swap these choices of bread for sourdough bread and it's gonna go a long way Second to last on the list with uh, different probiotic foods is miso. It's the Asian uh, miso, miso as in miso soup, 
So next time you're in the restaurant, just make sure to order some miso soup for yourself and your gut will thank you for it. And then for now, last on the list is kvass. Kvass is again a very specific, it's an Eastern European ingredient, so to say. It's not actually an ingredient, it's like a meal and it's spelled K-V-A-S-S. Yes, as in ass. It's a traditional fermented Slavic and Baltic beverage commonly made from rye bread, which is known in many Central and Eastern European and Asian countries as black bread. The color of the bread used contributes to the color of the resulting drink. This is what Wikipedia says about kvass. Also, kvass is generally considered not to be an alcoholic beverage and is drunk by children of all ages without any limit. Then again, um, Eastern, European, Eastern Europeans are a different breed. We don't shy away from alcohol. But jokes aside, kvass can be really, really great for you and for your gut. Um, so definitely make sure to check it out. Again, I'm very much sure that you can make it yourself at home because I have some memories, I think, of a younger self of mine drinking kvass. And my grandma, I think, made it. So definitely possible to make it at home. And that concludes the probiotic list of foods and beverages that you can start implementing into your life to kind of like enrich your gut flora with the good microorganisms called probiotics. I think that the topic of probiotics is so interesting and it's becoming more and more popular in different different conversations. So not only acne related conversations, but also overall health conversations. If you are not super certain in taking commercially available probiotic tablets, which is totally understandable, and honestly, I advise you to first go the natural way, I would definitely say try to start with uh, probiotic foods because first of all, it's more difficult to overdose or like F up with foods in general um, that are rich in probiotics if you take them in moderation, of course basically don't eat pickles and kombucha all day and I think you might start to experience really good digestion almost immediately at least that's one of the very big benefits of probiotic rich foods so in any case even if it doesn't have massive impact on your acne at least not right away what you can expect is um, very good digestion and your gut's going to be feeling better. And yes, you are definitely going to poop more. And um, that is a very good thing. So if you're in any way constipated, get your sauerkraut juice on and um, get some kimchi and get on it. It will definitely, definitely help you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Clear My Skin podcast. I hope that this episode talking about probiotics and how you can implement them into your life so you can naturally heal your acne was interesting and informational and insightful. I hope that there were some good takeaways for you here in this episode. If you are in search of more information as to how you can go about treating your acne and even curing your acne overall in a more natural way if you are curious as to what can help you clear your skin in a more natural way and you are on that journey make sure to check out my blog clearmyskin.org or subscribe to this podcast you can find me on spotify apple music and every other podcast platform another thing to mention is that if you are the type of person that prefers to get that information into your 
inbox because you like to skim and just go down the rabbit hole of exploring different interesting resources on the topics that I cover in this podcast and on my blog, make sure to subscribe to my newsletter. You can either do that by going to clearmyskin.org and dropping your email in the almost immediately visible newsletter signup form, or you can just simply go to clearmyskin.substack.com and subscribe to the newsletter there. While we're on that, you can actually even check out previous issues, newsletter issues on the clearmyskin.substack.com. So I am very, very excited to hopefully have you again on the podcast or on the newsletter. Talk to you soon and eat good foods, drink all your water, and good luck with your journey on trying to clear your skin in a more natural way.